BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and it is June of 2023, which means we have a little bit of housekeeping to start with before we get to the actual show, and that is every July, uh, I do my Q&A and feedback episode of the show, right? Every July, I answer questions from you, the audience, about witchcraft or just anything else that you may want to ask me. And if you want to get those questions in for the July episode, you have to get them submitted by July 10th, 2023, July 10th. 2023 because that's when I'm going to compile them and I'm going to figure out what yeah it's that's what we're going to put it together so uh, if you want to submit a question what you want to do is go to bsfreewitchcraft.com and click on the contact form it should be bsfreewitchcraft.com slash contact and uh, put your question in there I answer these questions anonymously where I, I don't list who asked them so if you're and if you're worried about privacy um don't include any information you're not okay with me reading out on the show. That's just, in in general, kind of a, a, a tip when writing into a thing where people are writing into things. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so I, I want your questions. I want your thoughts. I want your opinions on witchcraft and other stuff that would be appropriate for the show. And, uh, yeah, July 10th, that is that is your your magic time to get me that stuff okay all right and now on to this show and this month we're talking about something that i think is really important but often neglected in a lot of online witchcraft spaces especially but in in the witchcraft movement in general and that is um doubt <laughs> and how important Doubt and asking questions and critically analyzing your spiritual and witchcraft experiences are. Too often, people are are, are apt to jump to the most uh, magical way of thinking about things when perfectly rational, non-magical answers may be out there. We have a saying in this community, which is mundane over magical and for a bunch of witches to be saying that at, at first some people may find that ridiculous but we're going to talk about why it's not this episode what got me on this subject for this entire thing started out as <laughs> it uh started out as a tumblr post which i then repurposed into a tiktok video uh earlier this month and that is well i'll just i'll just play you the video how about how about that i i will just play you the tiktok audio listeners just imagine it's my lovely face saying these words but you're not missing anything without seeing the visuals here we go this is what i put out there i think not enough witches ask themselves <laughs> uh just existing in current witchcraft spaces is that uh 
they don't ask themselves, uh, did a full-ass actual deity reach out to me? A fairly ordinary person who isn't any more special or exceptional than anybody else? Uh, or, or was it just my subconscious pointing me towards that thing I wanted to be pointed towards? Like, is it coming from within the house? Think, think, think about it for just like, just a minute at least, please just ask the question. Needless to say, this got some people mad. <laughs> and I know that I'm a little snarky and a little, you know, maybe a more abrasive than I could have been in that video, but it's, I see this pattern where people tell me that a god reached out to them or that a deity reached out to them. And it's, it's always this... And I don't mean people who are like, oh, I saw a sign of something and I know like and I'm subconsciously reminded of this thing. And so I'm, I consider that a God reaching out to me. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. It's it's deciding <laughs> that a God reached out to you. It's like. It's especially used in defense of ridiculous things to shut down arguments. Like um, when people have it pointed out to them, especially Lilith, this comes up a lot. And we've done the whole episode on Lilith and about how there is no goddess Lilith and all of that. Um, and that this is a figure exclusively from Jewish folklore. The, the people always then respond when you tell them that, well, but Lilith called out to me and who are you to tell a God what to do or something like that. It's, it's often ridiculous. And it's, it's still like people don't ask the question of, is this coming from inside the house? <laughs> and I think they should because we are so apt to people want to construct narratives. We want to tell stories where we are the most important person in the world, where we are the most important figure in the world. And the, the bad news for everyone is that you are not living in a story. None of us are. I, I had someone respond to that TikTok talking about like how we're all NPCs. No, it's not even that we are not. PCs. We are not NPCs. We are human beings living in a real world. There is not a story being told here. There is no narrative. People want to construct narratives because we as humans are naturally storytellers. And so we want to tell our tale as though we are the central figure of a story. And so we are apt to interpret things in a way to make us feel more special to make us be more special and that narrative anything we can find that reinforces that narrative we are naturally attracted to right like we are naturally attracted to these ideas that that we are special a lot of people get into witchcraft because they want to feel special but this idea of a god calling on you and choosing you, this it, it's literally a chosen one narrative. And I've, I've had people object to me talking about it in terms of you're not more special than anybody else, but you're not. I'm not. No. And I've had people object saying, well, a god doesn't need you to be special to reach out. But 
does a god need to... I'm reminded of a line from Star Trek V. The only good line in Star Trek V, which is, what does God need with a starship? But I digress. My personal opinions on theology are not actually what's important here. My personal opinions on the likelihood of things, again, not important. What is important is that these people have these experiences, have these moments, don't ever ask themselves, could this be something else? Could this be my personal wants and desires that I am reinterpreting through this lens to make it a magical experience? Am I interpreting my own desires as a call? Which is, the idea of a call is a very culturally Christian idea to begin with, so... Um, I feel like some people just don't haven't done the deconstruction <laughs> of uh, their own uh, culturally Christian religious backgrounds, or you know, I, th I think that some people haven't really thought about that. But again, that's getting into theology that is not the focus of what we're talking about here. It's they don't ask the question at all. It never occurs to them to ask the question. And asking the question, asking, is this experience a truly supernatural thing, or is this something else? Is this something else happening here? They never do. And that's a bad thing for all of us. I don't know if you've noticed, but blind faith often has led humanity down some very bad paths. Because here's the thing that happens when you ask the question. You ask the question, and maybe you come back to your original answer that this has been a spiritual experience. But by having considered all the alternatives, by having considered all of the ways that this could be different, that this could be something else, you keep your mind open to other possibilities. When we accept things blindly, without question, we begin to build our identity around these ideas. We begin to incorporate them into our concept of self. And if it turns out we're wrong and we are presented with evidence directly contradicting it, we either then begin to ignore objective reality, which I'm, I'm pretty sure over the last couple of years, we've all seen at least somebody do. <laughs> or if we do accept a change in objective reality, it can break us. I've talked about how I became a witch on this show before. And it's, but it's been a while. Um, I was not raised in a Christian household. Um, I was a very non-religious household, and I grew up an atheist. And I believed in a very concrete version of the universe—a very static, a very framed, a very Newtonian version of the universe. And ironically. It was reading more about science 
that broke me because quantum physics. <laughs> the very nature of things like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, and I'm not one of those people who's trying to use quantum physics to justify magic or anything like that. We're not going down the pseudoscience route. All I'm saying is that I had a very concrete version of the universe in my head. And then when I, the more I learned about science, the more I learned about quantum physics, the more my entire concept of how the world worked just cracked. And I was a teenager. You know, I'm not like some expert or anything like that, but I kind of panicked. And what it did lead me to understand is that my entire concept of reality was incorrect. And if I was wrong about that, what else might I be wrong about? So, and that is arguably the best outcome. <laughs> that is arguably the best outcome is that someone then has a moment where they begin to open up their mind. But there are plenty of people in situations like that who just deny the contradictory evidence to their worldview. And that's bad. When we understand and doubt things, when we take... We take things, we take in these doubts, and we, we hold them in our hearts, but we still believe... Right? Like, I believe in magic. I believe in my spiritual experiences. But I am willing to accept doubt that I am wrong. If I am presented with something that contradicts and reinforces, like, that that verifies those doubts down the road, I am not broken. I have already taken these ideas and incorporate, like, I understand these ideas and I can shift and I can move. When we allow ourselves that doubt to exist by critically analyzing our experiences and beliefs, when we allow ourselves to hold on to that doubt, we allow ourselves to become malleable, to change. We allow ourselves to change and grow and become something new because we are always operating on the best truth available to us. We are always operating on the best best possible version of what we believe the world to be based off of the information we have. And when we don't hold too tight to it, and when we let it, we let new information in and ask ourselves questions about the information we do have, when better information comes, we are able to reevaluate our worldview and incorporate those ideas going forward without a crisis <laughs> without sitting up in the middle of the night realizing that everything you ever believed is wrong and oh my god yeah so that's why it is important to always ask the question. And and this is not just for, for witchcraft. I mean, I'm mostly talking about spiritual... Spiritual experiences, it's actually the most important, right? Like, when you're talking about paranormal, you're talking about spiritual... When you're talking about things that you cannot concretely prove, right? Like, 
And I'm not asking you not to believe in stuff. Let's be clear. I question my witchcraft. I critically analyze my thoughts on this stuff. And I still then choose to believe. Being a witch is an agency of choice. That's the other reason why I don't like this whole, like, God's called on you stuff. And, like, you know, no, 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 no. We are witch, at least in my opinion. The, the best reason that anyone has for becoming a witch is to take agency. And you can disagree with me on that. But I think that the best reason and one of the reasons why witchcraft has become so popular is because it allows people to take agency and control in their lives. And when you bring talk about things like the a deity calling upon you, something like that, you are removing the agency from the witch. You are removing the choice from the witch. If I feel drawn to something magical or spiritual or something like that, that is me. That is me. Feel Those are my feelings, and I am choosing to act on them. The choice is mine as the witch. The agency is mine. And also, if gods could really call on people to, to, to worship them... Um, why, why are there so few of us? <laughs> like, that's... That, that's arguably putting a lot of weight on the entire Christian worldview. Right? Like, just think about the numbers for a second. But I digress. Um... <laughs> but this idea should be applied to like other other paranormal and spiritual experiences right like the entire and and this is so widespread this things of people not asking questions of people not doubting things or going full it's i hate to i hate to pick on ghost hunters outside of the month of october <laughs> but and again, I believe in ghosts. I've had personal ghost experiences. I am not, I am a person who firmly believes in certain types of paranormal phenomenon. Do not think I am criticizing anyone's belief in that. I am criticizing people's uncritical belief in that. Because what you see in like the, the ghost hunting uh, community is there are a lot of like accepted things that some guy just made up once and then everybody repeated and now it's what things are. Think about like um like the classification of poltergeist that's come around, right? Like people just assume that it is the subconscious psychic power of a living person. That's like the it's not the original definition of poltergeist and it's it's surely not the only one, but there are people who like say that is the thing that happens or like the uh, psychic tape recorder concept where like you're just seeing a historical event replay because of the psychic energy and blah, blah. We have no reason. We have no reason to believe that those are absolutely true. They are hypotheses. It is a hypothesis that has not been proven. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but I am saying we should not accept it as just truth. Also, the nature of what ghosts are, people just accept. It, it, it goes back to the REM pod. Like, I complained about the REM pod last October. I'm going to keep complaining about the REM pod for always. That and the spirit box. Those two things. 
The REM pod is literally like a toy theremin in a coffee can, effectively. And the entire idea that it, it, it relies on so many assumptions that, um, that, that ghosts can affect electromagnetic energy. That is an assumption and a guess and a hypothesis that, again, has not been proven. And it relies on that. And it also then claims that, like, no other radio interference could be happening. Or electromagnetic interference, I should say, in this case. And when we know that any electromagnetic interference from any other electronic devices in a world full of electronics, that... Uh, that they don't somehow, like, they couldn't be interfering in that moment? Like, I never see ghost hunters put Faraday cages around spaces. Which they should be doing for the spirit box. But, uh, that's just a... Spirit boxes are so... We are people who look for patterns. A spirit box scans through radio frequencies where we are broadcasting the English language. We are inherently designed to look for patterns of speech and voice. And so when it catches those moments, those syllables of speech across radio frequencies, we are going to look for a pattern and we are going to look for confirmation that matches the question that was asked. Right? This is human to look for these things because that is how our brain, I don't know if you notice how much of it is really dedicated to language. But a lot is. And we look for these patterns and we look for that confirmation. And we are prone and nobody asks that question though. Nobody, at least a lot of people aren't asking these questions when they use these tools. And then they find something, but it's not proof of anything because you haven't actually proved, you haven't built evidence for the device working, right? You're using an unproven hypothesis to try to prove another unproven hypothesis with nothing to show any causation to the correlation that you think you've found. We have to think critically about this stuff because, remember, a carbon monoxide leak in your house can cause a lot of stuff. And it can kill you. So please ask the question, is this a ghost or a god, or do I need to open a window and get out of the house? Because I'm going to die. <laughs> right? So that's why I beg of you, please, 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 ask the question. Just, just ask the question. All right, guys, that's, that's pretty much what I had. This is actually, I, I fully recorded this episode yesterday. And I did not like the version that I recorded. So I have come back and done this a second time. Hopefully this was a better version. And you don't know because you can't see the other version. Maybe I'll throw up some clips of it on Patreon at some point. But speaking of Patreon, this show is brought to you by my lovely patrons on Patreon. Uh, that's right. For just a dollar a month, you get episodes like this a whole week early. 
and uh, along with access to exclusive behind-the-scenes vlogs that I record, and sometimes they don't take place in the yellow room. In fact, actually, the three that are up, none of them take place in this yellow room. Um, so that's neat. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I want to thank all of my Patreon patrons. And remember, my Patreon is patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I especially want to thank my patrons at my $10 shout-out tier of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, Claire Dennis, and Caleb Brickowski. And again, just a dollar a month gets you this stuff early, and it's neat, along with that exclusive behind-the-scenes content. And uh, if you can't afford to support the show, I understand. Um, we, we're all we're all poor. Uh, just spread the show, force your friends to listen to it, especially if you got that friend who is never asking the question and is trying to tell you like that uh, that the uh, ex god reached out to them and that they're the chosen one. It's you know. I didn't mention this in the episode, but I guess we're still in the episode. I can mention it now. I grew up with this guy. Um, I grew up as a, a witch in the 90s, and starting out, there there were three of us who worked together on stuff. I'm not going to name names because one of them I don't think wants to necessarily be publicly associated with any of the stuff because we're adults in our 40s. <laughs> stuff happens. Um, but one of the guys, like... He was convinced that the three of us were, like, we all had very similar magical experiences. Like, we were there for the same shit. And uh, one of them was convinced that we were, like, the three most powerful magic users in our generation and all this stuff. And I never bought it for a second. But he just was really sold on it and, and built up so much about it. And I've just seen the difference in our lives. I just... I want, I want things to work out for you. I want things to work out for all of us. But... Anyways, that happened after the Patreon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> if you want to follow the show on social media, uh, I am on uh, TikTok as Tregorn, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I am on Tumblr as Tregorn, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I am on Facebook as Facebook.com slash BS Free Witchcraft. Do not try to find my personal Facebook page and friend me. That is where I talk to my mom. Leave me alone there. My TikTok and Tumblr are out there for you to talk to me. I also technically have a Twitter, <laughs> at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N, but I have semi-abandoned it. I open it every once in a while to look for something, but I do not tweet that much because screw Elon Musk. Anyways, um, and remember, feedback episode next month. Questions. I have I have a bunch already, but I want more. Um, send me your questions and thoughts by July 10th, 2023. That is when they are due. July 10th, 2023. bsfreewitchcraft.com slash contact. Remember, this show is part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. There's a lot of great shows on the network, like uh, Casual Trek, 
which is a really fun Star Trek podcast. I, usually I try to plug Hex, Hex Positive, the other witchcraft show on the network, but I want to talk about Casual Trek for a second because I love Star Trek. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Um, I don't know if you all noticed there's a phaser on that back wall along with a Klingon disruptor above it, which might not be super visible. Anyways, I like Star Trek a lot. And uh, what Casual Trek is, is that a couple of uh, Miles and Charlie, who are primarily, who like Star Trek, but are not primarily Star Trek fans, right? Like, I consider myself a, a Trekker as my primary fandom. They are, uh, Miles loves Doctor Who, and Charlie loves the X-Men, and they are re-watching, they've seen all of Star Trek, but they are re-watching the show out of order, at, all of the shows out of order, and objectively ranking the episodes um, I use objective in quotes because I disagree with them on some of these opinions and thoughts, but they, they are rating the episodes one at a time. Uh, well, two to three at a time normally, actually. But it is, is a fortnightly show. You can find it at nerdandtie.com slash Trek, and they're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything, really. And uh, you you can listen to them every, every two weeks here on the Nerd Tie Podcast Network. And it is it is really fun. It is the most British of our shows. Although Miles is in Wisconsin, he lives here now, but uh, it is the most British show on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, and you should you should give it a listen. Um, remember, this show you can still subscribe to on you know on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on um, Spotify, and we are on YouTube. There's a video version of the show on YouTube. Some people are watching me right now, but most of you aren't. I I'm spending all this time shooting these at video and literally 99.99% of you are listening to the audio only version but I love I I don't know uh, but anyways you can find uh, find BS for witchcraft on YouTube uh, so so that's that's fun and that also means though that the podcast should now be available in the YouTube music app so neat Anyways, with that, Majikins, I am going to uh, to bid you a fond adieu. I will talk to you guys in a month where I'll be answering your questions again, July 10th. And uh, remember, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands, and ask the question! <laughs>